0: On. Hey, welcome to this week's show, uh, episode of Thoughts on Demand podcast. I'm Josh. I'm here with the is Mo, what's up, Mo? Hey, what's going on? Not much, bro. And so uh, jump right into it. I was going to talk about some NFL news. I was just looking at it. I know uh, a lot of people out there probably won't care. I'm a huge Packer fan. So I saw that this week, Jordy Nelson finally retired. And I was thinking about it, man. You see all these superstars. Like, who retired this season? You got Gronk retiring. You got Jordy retiring. Those guys are probably both going to be in the Hall of Fame. Because at one point, I think Jordy was super unnoticed, but was probably one of the best receivers in the league. Would you agree? Yeah. I remember watching him. Yeah, dude, lots of great points, But the crazy part that I was thinking about is, like, dude, there's been twice now in my in my life that there's been that, that changeover in the NFL where you're like, fuck, dude. Like, I am now, it's the next generation of players. Like, all these great retires player, or all these players retire, and all of a sudden you're looking at it you're like, shit, dude, this is a totally different league. And it completely changes how the league goes. Like, when Mike, Michael Vick came in, it was a whole new generation of quarterbacks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then it's all of a sudden you're looking at it you're like, fuck, dude, I'm old. Like you, know, you start to think about all these players and people don't even know who the hell you're talking about. Yeah, I know. Like uh, nowadays, these kids, if you were to talk about it, there's a fullback, Mike Allstott. Did you ever watch anything from him? Uh, who did he play for? Tampa Bay. For years, he's on Tampa Bay. Maybe. Dude, it was a beast. It was a beast. And you ask people, kids now, they're like, I have no idea who the hell that is. Hmm.
1: Well, I stopped watching football. I'm, I'm, I am I kind of got burned out with the commercials, man. I, I can't watch a sport that's just, you toss the coin, you get the call, all right, commercial, then you come back and then, you know, you kick off, then, you know, you drop or you take an E commercial. It, it's just mentally like exhausting for me. It's like, what is this? So last season, I
0: started doing the thing where in the middle of the the commercial timeout, the commercial would be in the corner, but it would still have a a camera on the field, and you just watch them because during commercial timeout, it's kind of like the natural stops in the game. But you'd see stupid stuff where they're just like hanging out talking on the field, and you're like, "Eh, at this point, maybe I'd rather watch commercial. But there were so many of them. But I think that's just football. (sighs) I can't. I just
1: can't do it. I like action sports, you know. Like I don't like sports that stop too much anymore. I don't have the patience.
0: Well, I started watching baseball last season. I actually found more interest in that. Uh, no flags, which was the nice part of it. But yeah. I was also I kind of get it. You get the count, the strike count. You all right? It's three and two. Da 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 da. But. As you start getting into the later part of the season when the playoffs hit, playoff baseball might be my favorite sport. I like the fact that there's, you know, you get your seven games and your five games and that kind of stuff. And and you you have a few more chances. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not just one game and one and done. You're like, all right, you got to be good consistently.
1: Yeah. It's mentally draining. I can only imagine what it's like to be one of those sports where you have to go a seven game series in the playoffs.
0: It's know, even like uh, March Madness, these kids are playing a crazy number of games coming into a few days. You know, it's like two weeks and they end up playing. If you go to the championship game, it's like what, 15 games or something like that?
1: I don't know. I'm not familiar with college sports.
0: Dude, really? You don't even like, like women's volleyball?
1: Only women's college basketball.
0: Oh, you do watch that? Really?
1: You don't oh, watch yeah. the NBA? You go to college? Oh, yeah. It's just the most interesting sports in the. History of sports, actually, is women's college basketball,
0: I think. Do do they dunk? No. No? Okay. But good fundamentals, right?
1: Oh, very good. Fundamentals. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. People, people will take that sport seriously, It's just something else.
0: Different. Oh, my God. I'd love to see a women's college basketball, like a uh, all-star game, <laughs> just to see what that would be like. I've mm-hmm. never even thought about it have you ever watched okay. paint dry yeah, I have I have and the grass grow dude here's my question what, what is better is it the women's college basketball or the little league world series you ever watch that shit
1: yeah I have
0: Like you're flipping through when ESPN comes on you're like shit I have to watch this I don't know why I just have to see what the fuck this is going on and then you're like damn that kid's 8 years old and he's got an arm yeah what's wrong with me fuck i'm a grown man and i can't throw a baseball that way i I just
1: i don't know to me sports are like kind of a commodity i don't i don't really care for it anymore you know
0: i don't so what's taken the place of sports in your life then because you used to be a huge sports fanatic yeah i mean you watched everything baseball uh basketball hockey uh, football uh, soccer you watched it all
1: Yeah, I did. Um, I, yeah, it's time consuming. And it's just like you you get angry for stuff that doesn't really matter at the end of the day. You know, like I still watch some important soccer game here and there, you know, uh, a good like if there is a good lineup, like if the Browns make it to the AFC championship, that's something I'm, I'm definitely going to have to watch it's because history. it's history making. Yeah, you know, and it looks like they might do it this upcoming season, you know. Man, but,
0: yeah, because what they just pulled in Beckham and who else? Who was the other one they just pulled in?
1: I forgot his name, but yeah, they got another big name. Like they're stacked.
0: Yeah, they the, pulled in running back. I do as long as their defense can hold up, and their defense wasn't bad last year. Yeah, like, they I went. I they did.
1: they went like you know they went over five hundred. I think they were ten they did. games or nine wins.
0: Yeah, they were. So, uh, they were half a game outside the playoffs. Oh, look at that! The
1: Browns, come on, dude. That that city's ready now. Finally. That's a good indicator. Like I just hope they don't big? flop like the Lions when when oh, Stafford yeah, yeah. came in and, oh, that's it, you know.
0: Dude, no, I don't know how not- that team, that Lions team, is. it's crazy to me that they never actually won anything. I mean, there was a time there where they had a great running back, a decent defense. They had all-stars on both sides of the ball. You know Megatron and a Dom Kong Su, and then they had Stafford, who is a good quarterback. They had all the parts and components and just never made anything of it.
1: They don't have a winning locker room attitude.
0: And is that's that what all it matters. Is?
1: Yeah, that's that's all it is.
0: Yeah, I guess after a while, if losing is the tradition of the team, yeah. It becomes the tradition of the team kind of self fulfilling prophecy.
1: Exactly. You know. You look at how these big teams operate. Like, you know, I'm a big Real Madrid fan. So I'm watching Real Madrid and I I follow them on their social media and Mm -hmm. stuff. And look at the lifestyles. Like, you know, being being a player in Real Madrid doesn't mean you're just a player of Real Madrid. That doesn't mean you just only have to show up to practice and the game and that's it. No, you're also an ambassador for the brand of Real Madrid. So if they fucking have like, Um, say for an example, like Audi sponsorship on their field, then you have to go to the Audi racetrack and go drive their car. You know, that's not including your personal endorsements. Like Adidas is opening up a new store in downtown Paris near the Champs-Élysées. Oh, okay. Well, we're flying in on a private jet right after you did a photo shoot for Audi. It's like that because you were an ambassador for yourself. You're an ambassador for the club, you know.
0: So you really have to go out and do like club press, like press yeah. for the actual Oh, yeah. See, and that's
1: like, so you feel important. You're like, oh my God, like I got to take my job serious. That's that's inside that locker room. They don't go in there yelling and screaming at each other. They go in there and they're like, the coach is just bitching everybody out, telling them how to fix their mistakes because that's a winning locker room. And they a just lot of teams it, like yes.
0: that.
1: Uh, that's oh, how I have need to. to. Fix it?
0: Okay. I'm going to fix it that way because I'm being told to do it that way. This is my coach.
1: Yeah, that's that, it's it's the locker room. It's what happens in the locker room.
0: Yeah, man. Because if you have one person in that locker room who's undermining the coach's idea, and no, uh, there's that one person who's not bought in, he affects the entire team. Of course, it's it's a team sport. It's not tennis. Well, we're sounding very Tony Robbins about that, though. You know, fucking is it, is it all is that as easy as it is? Is it just positive, you know, vibes? Is it really it's just not, having the it's, it's positive, not positive vibes?
1: Too? It's it's a uh, it's, you know, when you have like winning organizations, like look at the Yankees locker room. Look at even the Red Sox locker room. Those are winning locker rooms, you know? Even yeah. when the Red Sox didn't win shit, they were still like a serious team that comes in and they're just like, who's the biggest, baddest team in this league? And we're going to go try to take him out. You know, it's, it's a winning locker room attitude. And that comes with how important the club is you know, what's their public image? The bigger the club, the more you're in in, in sponsorships and stuff, the more you want to, you know, like, oh, crap. Like, I want to I wanna be here, so I have to work really hard. Oh, I was really good on this team, and this team bought me. And, you know, you can tell the player already. And that's why a lot of players, they've been in such shitty locker rooms their whole career. They go to a good team locker room. They don't know how to adapt.
0: Well, that's what it is. That's what I'm saying is you, if your coach comes out and says, hey, this is how you fix this mistake. In a good locker room, all their players understand that the coach isn't there yelling at them. It's not accusing them. It's, hey, here's how you get better. Let's get better right. together. I'm good at po- finding exactly the flaws in your game to improve you to the highest level. Your job is to listen to me intently and do exactly as I say. And that person not getting fucking butthurt.
1: No, you, you, no, you don't get hurt because the... See, it's all about wh- who benefits from what, you know. The coach will benefit from the team winning. The players will benefit from the team winning. They're all on the same side. So it, it, if what you're telling me is going to make us all win, then I'll just do it. Because that's the end result for me is I want to win. And that's, that's, that's the key right there. That's a winning locker room.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, dude, it, it, how much winning really makes a team. Like if you were to go and actually find out dollar for dollar, I don't know if you'd ever be able to, but for the Patriots, how much has it made the Patriots because they have six Super Bowls or how much does a Super Bowl earn a team as far as publicity sales and that kind of stuff of merchandise? Have you ever, cause that'd be, it's probably a crazy number, but you're not able, it'd be really difficult to tie back to how much it really is.
1: Yeah, well, you, you always have these people that are jumping on bandwagons and stuff. So here's exactly. some of you. Here's your merch market right there, you know. And uh, it it's like, you because know. How,
0: much, how much do those bandwagoners bring? Like those people who are jumping on in, and, and, oh, I love the Patriots, blah, blah, blah. For right. a lot of years, they've had a lot of big stars, like huge names that, that you really could sell a ton of jerseys for. You got Brady, Edelman, Gronkowski. Um, who do you have on the other side of the ball? I can't even think of them. I, I know you're like, oh, shit. Hey, little yeah, Danny, Danny or whatever, and you had a few of those really big defensive names too. So you had probably eight or nine stars on that that team that Brady made look really good. But right. you're selling probably a lot more jerseys than a lot of the other teams in the league.
1: Yeah, but that's that's one hell of a locker room right there, the Patriots. I think.
0: Yeah, dude. I, I there at some point I hope Bill Belichick is just like, here's my tell-all book. Here is everything that I did. This is how I did it. This is why I was more successful than everybody. It's not all Brady. Brady's a big part of it, I'm sure. But I highly doubt. I highly doubt it's all him. Belichick's just kind of a genius of moving people around.
1: Yeah, he he's he's the boss. And if you don't agree with that within the first minute you, you walk into that camp, leave.
0: <laughs> yeah, do it exactly how I'm telling you to do it. If you're not going to do it that way, I don't need you here because that one person's going to fuck everything up do exactly yeah, he's how just, I tell you to
1: do. it. He, he's got he's an engineer man. He's a guy who likes to do puzzles.
0: Well, and it's great when you start to look at people throughout the league, they have their coaching trees like who who worked for this coach at some point in their career and now they're head coaches. And you look at and like well, he's got a shit ton of people out in the NFL. Like he's got a ton of people half the league has worked with him point. Yeah, time. but
1: a lot of them a lot
0: of them failed. A lot of them failed. A lot of them did, which means they probably weren't adding as much to his Yeah, they were they Yeah, add. it's
1: all him. Like Josh McDaniels, when he went to be the head coach for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, he's an but offensive he's offensive guy.
0: Yeah, I, I think a lot of that, though, is when you start to send some of these guys over to other teams, it's a little tough. Because... The talent level is not really there. Are them and the GM really in sync so that your, your draft is actually what you truly need and what you as a coach want. Uh, you know, you look at the Cowboys, man, Jerry Jones, I, I'm, he, he's too involved with his team and picking people and paying people for way too long. Romo should have been gone a long time ago. Oh. Jason Garrett should have been a long time ago. Why are they bringing Jason Witten back? That dude had a, a two mediocre seasons before he retired probably retired too late, was in the booth and out of football for a year. He's just talking and being an announcer. Now he's coming back to football. You're telling me there's no better tight end in the league that you can pick up or one coming in the draft? You want to pay Jason Witten $4 million a year to come back and play? Biggest mistake ever. It's going to be a huge flop. Why is Jones doing it? Who knows?
1: Damn, that's crazy. Jason Williams coming back to the Cowboys
0: for $4 million for one
1: year after not yeah. playing for a year, after being out of that locker room, out of that camp,
0: out of summer camp. Yeah, and not having very good seasons before he finished.
1: Yeah, like he was never all really
0: that. Oh, he Lord. was. There was a point in his career where he was one of the best tight ends in the league. Um, yeah, well, two similar. seasons That season. Yeah, well, dude, you know who's out right now? Who's a free agent that they could probably pick up for cheaper than four million dollars a year is Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates isn't with uh, San Diego anymore; he's a free agent, uh, and well, uh, they go? Yeah, Antonio Gates is a far better, far better tight end than Jason Witten is now at this point.
1: That's insane! Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of shit that's happening in free agency that I'm looking at, but it's a, it's bad mistakes. Um, same thing with uh, Al Davis. That's why you have those just shitty organizations that never seem to get out of just the gutters. Because what was it? Um, the Raiders had hired Coach Cable, and he took them from a shit team to eight and eight team in one season, and they started looking up. And what did they do after that first season? They fired him. I was like, dude, he won six more games this year and went five hundred. Are you talking about Jack Del Rio? No, no, no. This was um, Coach Cable. He was that. Ah, He's a black coach, dude. He was one of their first. Like, he was their first black coach, and it was kind of a big deal because it was in a time when the league didn't have a lot of black coaches. So he came in and had a great season. He fired his ass. Jack Del Rio, man, whatever. He's a mediocre coach. I don't know how he stuck around in the league for so long. It's the same thing with like Mike Shanahan.
1: Oh, Shanahan. How about his yeah. son? What do you think of his son?
0: Is he still he coaching? His son at now?
1: I don't know. I don't watch football.
0: Yet yeah, you know all these people, and you're talking uh, about them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch football except for during football season. No, dude, that's the other thing, man. The NFL has done a very good job of making that football an all year round sport.
1: Well, it's you know? uh, it's you know they gotta cut down on the time, man. If they can speed up the game a little bit, cut down on the commercial stuff, cut down on the political stuff too, and just kind of keep it fun. You know, nobody wants to pay $5,000 for a round trip in Miami to go see his team play so, okay, so the gameplay can be stopped because the drive mm-hmm. is taking too long. To me, that was kind of annoying.
0: Well, I think that's part of the other thing too, man, is we watch sports you just kind of escape. And if you're not able to keep the action going for that three hours so that I can just kind of zone out and watch football, or if you can't take the political part out of it, I don't want to bother and waste my time anymore.
1: Yeah, Exactly.
0: I'll go have a scotch and listen to some music out in the garage and work on something. I don't have to watch football. I'm doing it because it was a good way to kill my time. And now it's becoming something more. Yeah, about-
1: it's, it's a luxury and a commodity. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't need it really, you know, it wastes my, I, I replace that with playing video games. I think.
0: Is that okay? Well, that makes sense. Yeah. And you don't have an off season for that though. You know, so football no, kind of off season.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah. There is no off season in gaming.
0: No. H- how many hours do you think you play a night of video games?
1: Like when I'm working?
0: Yeah, I, whatever, just on average.
1: So if like in my full week, in a week, I'll probably put if I'm working because I have like two weeks vacation now, uh, I'll put in like maybe like five hours in a week of
0: play time. That's not bad. That's like an hour a day.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Like right after I get off work, I'll come home, shower, you know, and just sit down and play for a little bit and then just kind of watch TV and go to bed.
0: Okay, that kind of makes sense. That's kind of cool down.
1: Yeah, or go to the gym, come home, shower, get it over with, play video games, and go to bed.
0: Hmm. Because like, I'm trying to think do you actually know most of your gamer friends? Like, are these people that you know in your everyday life? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Have you made like true actual friends that you've gone and like talked to and hung out with from gaming first?
1: Um. So far, not yet, but there has been a few people that I met on gaming that, you know, maybe one day we'll meet up because they're cool people.
0: Do you guys talk about shit there? Like, do you know everything that's going on in their lives, what they do? Yeah,
1: sometimes, thing? sometimes like one of them lives in Cali and sometimes, you know, he would, uh, we're talking and it was, you know, and he, and he would get political sometimes and he's just like, it says how much he hates it and he wants to move this and that, you know, and the high taxes and stuff. And I'm like, well, you know. It's It's rough if, if you don't like paying taxes and you don't like the busy mm. and you know expensive lifestyle it's rough to live in that state so but it's you know yeah they, they express political shit sometimes they they express you know uh, even sexual shit you know
0: So you know um, like intimate details these people's lives nah,
1: not details but you know you, you get a general idea of how, where their head is going.
0: Do you know if they're married or if they have kids? like how how much do you talk to these people?
1: Uh, yeah, you can you can know basic stuff like that, you know their age.
0: I guess do you, do you consider these people real friends?
1: No, obviously not. I don't even have their phone number, but they're definitely comrades in the game,
0: yeah, cause I was thinking about it, dude, like here's an interesting thought. Like a lot of people that I know who game. A lot of them actually talk to some of these people. They mail each other gifts and shit occasionally or, um, you know, they're on message boards and crap and they follow each other's lives and they know each other intimately. Like not, not, not fucking, but like they know personal details, like true friends. And I started thinking about, I was like, well, that makes sense, especially if you are gaming for two or three hours a night for a lot of these people, they are because realistically when you think about it as an adult, it's actually a little bit different making friends as an adult. Like, uh, we're both about 30 ish, right? Right. When was the last time you made a new friend? And w- how did you do it? Like, how, when was the last time? How, how long ago was that?
1: That was uh, probably, I would say, in September when I got this job canvassing at the DMV. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: And actually, the, the reason why we became friends was over the game we play. There because you go. It, we're talking, it's like, you know, so we're talking, it's like, you know, what do you, what do, you do? What do you do? It's like, oh, you know, I'm I, I like, I was this. I was, oh, okay, what do you, I'm a console player. Oh, no, I'm a PC player. Oh, I'm a PC player too, you know? Oh, okay, add me, I'm Steam, blah, blah, blah. Then yeah. you end up playing with them and they're like, oh, we had fun. Then you see them the next day at work and you know, you're know you kind of like, oh, hey, we're going to go grab a beer. Like, all right, I'll come. Why not? You know? And
0: Yeah. I was looking at it. I thought about it. And, and, and realistically, most people still hang out and you talk to them. They still talk to their high school friends and that's their inner circle. That's pretty much it. I'm like, fuck, do you actually like those people? Are you still truly friends with them? Or is it kind of a friendship of convenience? But then I think about it as an adult, like, all right, well, you don't have those same those same networks that you did where you'd actually meet people like in high school, dude, there are people everywhere. You could always go find a new group of friends and you just go hang out with weekend and all that kind of shit and kind of float all around and have groups everywhere. But as an adult, well, you go to work and most people don't work in huge, huge places with thousands of people like a school. So you end up kind of not running into people you talk to as much. And it's like, as an adult, how do you do this?
1: I don't know how you do it. I I have my friends that, Were like you and Dusty from that. You're the only two I really talk to. I don't talk to anybody else. And then I have my friends from high school, you know, D and Mabuchas and. And Steven, you know. Yeah. So and you have those friends. Then you have some of your friends that are married, which are like you, you know. Then I have my girlfriend.
0: (laughs) She's kind of a friend, too. Yeah, because you got to so, spend your time with her. I think about this, though, man, too. Like, realistically, when you when you start to have that and then you're older and all of a sudden someone's like, hey, you know, you want to hang out. I don't really fucking like you enough. And, and how do you do that? Because I've told people straight up, like, hey, look, here's the deal. You're really nice. But I don't have enough time to spend with my friends that I really do have a relationship with, and I'm not looking to actually have more friends at the moment. Like I just don't have time for you. I'm sorry. I'm sure you're a nice person. They just kind of look at you like you're crazy. But realistically, I don't want. I don't wanna, I don't, necess- don't want to hang out with you. I don't have enough time.
1: <clears throat> well, I don't know. I've never really been put in that situation. Like I don't go out to begin with much, so I'm not really out there in the business of making friends because I have enough. <laughs>
0: Dude, I, I, we went out last night for dinner and there's this place here. I was like, oh shit, this is a Mo restaurant. Walked in, it's a German Bavarian restaurant. I wanted some good German food. And I walk Mm -hmm. in, there's two like beer wenches walking around in the German, uh, German clothing and whatnot. And they're both speaking German to the customers who are also Mm -hmm. speaking German. I was like, all right, that's a little weird. All the guys behind the bar were speaking German to the guys at the bar. I was like, shit. And they're all watching soccer, NASCAR what yeah there were soccer games on and shit they had projectors all over i was like fuck dude nice old school bar had dust Boot there yeah good dude pretty decent too i was like oh shit if 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 moe lived here he'd be here every night (laughs) just drinking beer
1: you start
0: screaming shit
1: oh yes especially because sebastian vettel
0: oh You'd be over there uh, giving impassioned speeches and making people listen to your oh, impassioned speeches. I'm not a Nazi. <laughs> Bro, why are you combing your hair to the side so just slicked back like that? What the hell's going on? I'm all not this? a Nazi. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, don't wouldn't go, that be oh,
1: funny? Like nothing Aryan about me, and I'm just standing there saying some fucking dumb National
0: Socialist shit. Oh, dude, it'd be like uh, one of those uh, old school like, Dave Chappelle skits or something like that where uh, he's the black racist.
1: Yeah, something like that. Like, who the fuck cares man
0: dude I, all that shit that's going on all these fuck all the socials i'm so happy to see that uh, aoc is getting less uh, less news time now it seems like they've kind of never got it to, back to
1: back. begin with like is this a joke
0: well no it's not a joke man bartenders deserve to jump into politics as quickly as everybody else
1: i heard she was actually hired
0: hired for there was
1: a, like acting there was an audition for acting by by an organization called justice for democrats or something and like she her brother recommended her to apply so obviously there could be some truth to that because she did have that video of her dancing the breakfast club or something like that so she she likes to be in front of the camera she obviously likes that tension so maybe so maybe there is some truth and i mean the green new deal kind of confirms that because it's it's a joke it's just la land written things like everybody deserved this like well no shit genius how are you gonna get it you know so yeah Why maybe the
0: answers to that? that shit just magically appears come on wave your fucking wand bro
1: yeah you know people should be like care more about emotions than facts like what the fuck are you kidding me you're a congresswoman you're her honorable aoc i'm like i'm living in in, in a different realm man this is this is a joke. This is a mockery. How the fuck do you think the Chinese and the Russians are, their intelligence community watching us and their politicians, and we have this fucking idiot, you know? And it's the not just that
0: committee is just a fucking bunch of middle-aged housewives watching it like reality TV, eating. Fucking yeah, well, that's what
1: it seems like. Then you have this Rashida Talib, tough girl. You know, who's sitting there talking about? Well, her speech was so weird. She was—I don't know who she was talking about. Whether she was talking about the people in Palestine, her people, or the people of her district, and she's talking about looking her and Al Green into impeachment offenses. Like, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? I don't think they know. What? Yeah, to me, it seems like just somebody just wants to cause. A political theater drama, like it's just the theater. It's drama where Al Green and Rashida Talib, you know, and then you have well, somebody like. Think-
0: that you're seeing some shit, dude, like the the left is starting to eat themselves. I've been watching this, um, this shit with the, I saw an article about Joe Biden today being really creepy with women. And you see some of them and you're like, yeah, that's not really creepy. Like the lady doesn't seem creeped out at all. They're laughing. They're both joking. So I have no idea what he said. Maybe it's totally fine. But then you see some of these other videos that you just look at like That, that's wildly inappropriate. And that just happened in front of a ton of people and no one called them on that shit. So, yeah. which is like, they are starting to eat themselves. Like AOCs can kind of get eaten by the, the whole thing. Pelosi's just kind of fucking gotten run over. Like they're all going to end up getting they're taking their turns, getting run over and, and they're just going to self implode.
1: They're they're collapsing really bad. It's uh they're not in a good shape at all as a political party, I think, especially after the whole no collusion thing. You know, how as an American, how am I supposed to feel when I'm watching the news and the anchor is holding back tears because the president who appointed two justices to the Supreme Justice uh Supreme Court Two justices, the Supreme Court, and she's crying because he's not a foreign national, foreign spy.
0: Yeah, that's know? the crazy part of that. Why like is you, are, even you are you are
1: depressed? You are sad because your president is loyal to this country.
0: Like oh, really,
1: terrible. like that's awful.
0: Yeah, if you don't like that, fucking go to Venezuela. Oh wait, their whole fucking country's on fire.
1: You know, Russia has no business putting troops there.
0: No. No, but you're, you're right. Like they they all, they all are so crazy and they hate Trump so much that they're just getting muddy down and not fixing anything. And, and they're all trying to out left each other, which is just insanity. They're going to end up just pushing. Here's actually what I was really worried about. I noticed it is there's a few things where Pelosi has kind of started pulling back. I'm terrified. She's going to try to run as a centerist. Because she might be able to pull enough dumb Democrats that are just like, oh, well, you know what? No, they they don't like
1: her. They don't like her. They're the youth. Look at the youth. Look at when Feinstein get ambushed over the Green New Deal. They don't like her. No. She's white. She's rich. She's old. She doesn't fit that. Yeah, she's a woman. That's the only thing going for her. Other than that, there's nothing. She's white, bad, rich, bad, you know?
0: Well she can make up being some side of, some sort of minority. I mean, uh, what's her face? Warren did.
1: Oh, Warren.
0: Yeah, I don't See, know. 182nd Indian.
1: Ah, oh, it's, it's, it's it's I I don't know if like I'm I'm starting to think like the Republican Party is the evil party they speak of. And this is all a show they're putting on. There's no Household. way this is a like this is all the Republican Party's doing. Like they literally just like just make Democrats look like complete assholes, like that, like because they look like a bunch of assholes. Kamala Harris, Beto O'Rourke, who the fuck is Beto? Oh, You're uh, Irish,
0: Robert, uh, Robert, whatever the fuck his real Francis, name is really
1: Francis? You know, his fucking DUI felonies, a bunch of shit on his record. Wants to run for
0: president? Yeah, this. Oh guy, my this god, shit. dude, he's hated here. He is hated here. In he's he's the favorite. Yeah, except for outside of El Paso. Because he he's, since that's where he's from, but everywhere else, I I don't see a lot of people that really like him. Um, I just Bernie
1: Sanders.
0: Man, I, again, that motherfucker has the posture of a banana. Like he he needs just figure out how to stand up straight. He probably you know,
1: the world is is getting to be a rougher place to live every day. All right, and we as humans, all of us need to get it together, figuring out this shit because things are getting out of control. You know, you're talking about civil unrest in a country as big as the United States. That's not a good thing. But, you know, every time you turn the news on, they're talking about civil this, civil that. It's, it's a heavy kind of word to, to keep dropping around. But
0: What is the largest country with civil unrest where their government has collapsed? Like per capita, I mean, I I don't know how many citizens Russia actually has, and do no matter what anyone says, I think I feel Russia is almost like two to three different countries, because from where the capital is into the other side of the country, from the east and the west sides, they're two totally different countries.
1: Well, it's just kind of like the United States. The United States is like seven different countries in one country.
0: Yeah, it really is. And so when you look at that, I I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to. I, I guess I'm trying to put a fine point on it, um, but. those countries just the shit just doesn't work there's just too much going on there and when you look at us you wonder how many okay what's the biggest country that's had the largest civil unrest has there any ever been a country that has 300 million people living there where there's a fucking complete just all-out chaos
1: um i'm not sure i would say rome was probably the biggest i would say maybe the fall of the ussr and the communist bloc in East Germany. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a large amount of people. But again, yeah, and a large, and so a large, large amount
1: of states too. You know, yeah. Georgia, Chechnya, Armenia, Ukraine.
0: But see, a, a lot, lot of, of those, I think, you really had a culture already established from previous countries that were there. So you had a lot of these large areas that almost operated as an independent state anyway within the larger state. And you don't really have that necessarily in in our country here because you have people who are living next door to each other who are opposite political parties, but they're fine. They're friends.
1: Well, they're not friends anymore. That's the problem. That's why people are, you know, are pointing their fingers at civil war. You go on anywhere in the media, YouTube video, you know, uh, uh, major news networks like CNN, I think, NBC, you know, Fox News, the word civil war is being thrown around. I would say the most, the closest one that actually was really violent and bad, besides Syria, besides uh, uh, Yemen right now, and Iraq. I would say probably the Balkan War in 1990 or 91, when Yugoslavia was at mm-hmm. war with with itself. You know, Croatia, Bosnia, Serbia. I would say that was a big, massive civil unrest. That, that-
0: Black Hawk Down was the movie that portrayed that. Right? Was that Black Hawk Down with Owen Wilson?
1: No, that was Behind Enemy Lines, I believe.
0: Oh, fuck. Which one was Black Hawk Down? I thought that, that was in fun. Magadisha,
1: that was a Somalia. I was right. Dude, both of those movies were actually pretty awesome. I know, I've seen Black Hawk Down. I don't think I've fully seen Behind Enemy Lines. Dude, you should check out that movie.
0: I was told, I've never actually seen The Goonies. I was told I need to watch The Goonies this weekend, but I have a feeling it's going to be the biggest waste of my time ever. Yeah, probably. I don't think you would like it. Have you seen it? nah all i remember is that big fucking retarded character sloth saying from family guy or no the
1: guy from do the truffle shuffle wasn't that from the goonies
0: yeah it was also that movie or is that um, the sandlot which for some reason people fucking love that movie and their pf flyers from that movie and i'm sorry that movie is a flame pile dog shit movie's off i've never
1: seen it either so i wouldn't know
0: yeah don't don't bother don't bother uh, Look, yeah. dude, there's a time and place for horrible television or horrible movies like um do you ever see mm-hmm. uh troll? troll no yeah uh these 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 trolls are like it's like a really shitty horror movie or um god what was the uh there's a few like black exploitation, old school horror movies and, or, uh, yeah, I don't watch shit. but it is kind of fun. Cause you watch it like this movie is absolutely awful and it's kind of fun just to talk through and bullshit and and say how awful that movie is. Cause kind of like a uh, mystery science theater or um, those other people who do um, all those commentaries of those old school movies and, and just kind of talk over it and make fun of them. Yeah. Hmm. Um, no, I've never seen that. Yeah, come on man. Like Airplane, Airplane's kind of a shitty movie, but it's it's got so many one-liners and the first time you saw it, it was the funniest shit in the world. I don't think I saw Airplane. No. I don't know, but like um do you like do you like Fast and the Furious cuz I fucking hate those movies. Not really. Yeah, they're awful. They're the dumbest shit in the world. The writing is just absolutely fucking
1: Well, but it has a market, though. It has a market. It's All the car enthusiasts love that movie. Yes. And there's a lot of people who love cars.
0: Yeah, because they just want to see that kind of shit. Or people who like just action movies. My wife loves Fast and the Furious. She just wants to see cars driving fast and shit flying around. I was like, all right. So same thing with Transformers or any of those crazy action movies where it's just constant, just action for no reason other than action. There's no storyline. Who gives a shit?
1: There's a yeah, lot. Yeah, action that. action movies. I don't I don't watch movies anymore. They're not no. coming out with anything super good, so I don't.
0: No, it's like Tarantino always comes out with a good movie. I'll always go see his shit. Like, like I was just thinking about Inglorious Bastards. I was like, I need to go rewatch that movie.
1: Yeah, that was a good movie. Like, John Wick 3 is coming out. I, I'm going to watch that.
0: Yeah, I've heard all the John Wicks are good. I've never actually seen anything. Oh, what? I know. you crazy. Right? It's kind of like the Bourne series, right? No, it's better. It's better than the Bourne series. Ooh. Yeah. Would you say it's better? I know it's it's a movie, but more like, a, do you think it's better than 24? Because I know you'd love 24 with Jack Bauer.
1: <laughs> 24, um well, 24 is, is a really long show with a lot of history behind it, so I, I wouldn't say that. But I would say, like, it is better than the Bourne movies, for sure, John Wick. Now, some people wouldn't say that. They'll say, Yeah, I don't know, because J- Jason Bourne is, like, it's, it's something that people like, you know, that CIA stuff, the mystery, you know, the, the clandestine agents and stuff, you know. hmm Uh, so, but John Wick is just more like this, just underground assassin brotherhood that has like a code of law and they're called upon and it's, it's connected to like the Vatican somehow.
0: All right. That sounds pretty bad.
1: Yeah. And he retires and then he's for a chick and then, you know, she passes away and, and somebody, you know, she leaves him a dog, somebody messes with him. You, you so know what
0: I would have or what movie I would have loved to see become a franchise was Hitman. That Hitman movie was awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people because it, I, I don't think it was a big production movie. I think it was more on the lower end budget, you know. People didn't really like it. But it's it's a cult classic, I think. Like the room, but Hitman wasn't that bad. <laughs> Hitman was good.
0: <laughs> the room, dude. That movie oh, was man.
1: so awful. Ah, oh, it's so bad it's so good.
0: It's, that's exactly what I'm talking about though, dude. That's kind of yeah. like troll. It's just such a horrible movie. You watch it, it you know it's being a, like a drama, but it's so bad it's a comedy. Um, there was a movie called Windy City Heat where they made the guy they made the guy think he was going to be the star of this movie, and the entire time they just fucked with him. And I was watching on YouTube. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen, dude. This guy is just like, he he really thinks he's being a star. He's he's just like a prima donna, just freaking out, yelling at everybody and telling them to do shit. And the entire time, they're just fucking with him. Hmm, it's funny as shit. Up. Yeah. But it's also kind of like, you think about Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap was hilarious, man. Spinal oh, Tap is
1: amazing. Great.
0: Even now, great you watch it 30 years later. It's like, all right, that's still a funny movie. I'll show that to my kids. Oh, if they get it, <laughs> there were some really shitty horror movies. Like they were great at the time, but you look at them now and they were awful. Uh, you can't go back and rewatch them. One of them was uh, Stephen King's The Langoliers, where these these creatures were running around at the uh, uh, back in time. Like you, they they ate the past, so they would go back and eat everything from yesterday. It was this crazy thing, and this airplane got caught in this uh, this time warp, and they were back in time, and these these monsters were trying to eat them. And you watch it now, you're like, this is just awful compared to what we have available now.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't watch horror movies, but yeah, I could see like the, the dramatic difference in production from the era you're talking about to what's out today.
0: Yeah, there was a movie that actually holds up pretty well that I think you would like. It was uh, called The Abyss, and uh, it's, it's like a deep sea adventure kind of a sci-fi movie. And it really was a good movie and ended really well, that kind of shit. But I think you'd actually like that one because it's kind of a, it's kind of a really kind of cool sci-fi movie.
1: I like, uh, what's it called, Abyss?
0: Mm-hmm. The Abyss.
1: I might watch that.
0: Yeah, I don't even know if it's streaming anywhere. It's probably old enough to where you could find that shit on YouTube. Okay, i'll I'll look in. I'll look on YouTube the Abyss. So enough about movies, I was going to jump back. I was going to ask you, because I didn't have a chance to see any of it. Um, any of the Theresa May shit coming out with Brexit, what the hell is going on over there? Are they all separating uh, from the EU or is it like still in vote?
1: It's still like, I guess there is no deal. They haven't reached the deals so there is no uh, people from my understanding is that they're not leaving.
0: Didn't the people vote on it though? The, they, yeah, but, but then they had a deal.
1: referendum and you know. What's uh, the referendum? I don't know. To say, see if they want to leave again.
0: No, they they want to continue to keep their borders open and give free shit away to everybody.
1: Yeah, Brussels,
0: it's in charge. I don't get it over there, dude. Like they, they all have said that they have lost their culture over there.
1: But that's what they wanted, no?
0: I don't think so. I, I, what I did. They think
1: the outcome was going to be.
0: Well, you ask people, and I don't know. Do, what, what is it? I don't talk to enough people from England. I don't, I don't fucking know anybody there. But it just seems crazy to me because every time I do watch the news, they just seem to be complaining about it, but yet they're not doing anything to fix it.
1: Yeah. it's Well, th- again, with the yellow vests and stuff, there's just a lot of, uh, I would say there's a lot of unrest coming to the UK pretty soon.
0: I they don't know like how to fix it. Like, unrest yeah. everywhere.
1: No, we're good so far, so good for how long? I, I think I would say if Trump gets reelected and then you know the Democrats actually organize, become a real political united party, mm-hmm. not a bunch of just far leftist, leftist idiots making an ass out of themselves. I would say, you know if if trump wins in 2020 then things will carry on being smooth then they will organize and then come in 2024 and then a democrat would win and the cycle continues and everything carries on um assassination attempt on trump big no no that will drive this country right into the shit uh any 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 whiffs of election fraud and trump loses the 2020 that could also lead us into the shit
0: i could see that you know what the, yeah. so this week uh, all they were talking about this week the news i'm going to blame the news for most of this shit because all week the news sat there and talked about how uh, there's going to be a recession that markets are fluctuating all sorts of stuff blah 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 and then two days later nope everything's stabilized yeah, mean? they
1: they flip flop. People don't trust the news anymore. You know, no. as a Democrat, if you're a Democrat, right, you can't stand Trump for whatever reason. And you every day turn on the news. Oh, bombshell this Miller report that, you know, Oh, they have this lawyer who just got arrested, you know, Michael Avenatti or whatever, you know, who's on CNN, like multiple, like at least 20 times, you know, talking about collusion and this and that. And now he's in jail, you know. And uh, you have NBC, Rachel, all these people, just like every day, feeding you Russian. You can't wait for the reports. so you can finally see Trump impeached or gone, you know. And then what? What happens? Nothing. So, as a Democrat right now, how are you supposed to feel about the the main source of news you watch?
0: You can't trust. Years. Just like you said,
1: two years. As a Democrat, like, what do you do? What are you looking at? Like, you're watching her the next day. Oh, there is no Russian collusion. You're
0: you're devastated. You're devastated because all all your hopes have been sitting there. Because your hopes
1: were lying. You knew it. You made a lie and you believed it. Like, anybody who actually was anticipating, uh, you know, there is a – on YouTube, I think I I sent you the link, the lady that reads tarot cards and, like, you know, all – I see indictments coming. I see all yeah. oh, prison. You know, and, and people 7000 views. That's not much, but that's like 7000 people watching it hoping it becomes true.
0: That's 3 high. And it schools. does it. That's 3 high schools worth of people watching.
1: Sure, that's 3 high schools worth of people watching. You know, and she, oh, I see indictments. I see all oh, prison. You know, and it's just like no, you and there's 3 high schools watching it they're like wow yes indictments he's a Russian agent and the day it comes out he's not a Russian agent you're more disappointed because you don't care about the Supreme Court because a Russian agent put two judge, just, uh, judges there alright you didn't care about that
0: That's the, that is, that's it's shocking that they're able to kind of go out with all this stuff and say all this stuff and when it comes to not be true that it just gets like just disintegrated. Like everything just kind of goes away. It just vanishes. No one talks about the the $33 million, the investigation costs. No one talked about the two years of just trying to get people riled up and hate each other. No one brings that up again. And then everybody just kind of gets to walk away to try to find the next thing to pin you down with. Like oh, I fucking, got yeah. you, you know,
1: and it's just yeah, crazy. Got it now, like stop wasting your time. Stop wasting the American people, time, you know, pay attention to something that could help this country. All right. We get it. You don't like him. A lot of Republicans didn't like Obama. Big deal, you know?
0: Like, maybe it's, it's from- if they actually started working together and they came together for one or two things that were a big issue that was really kind of separating everybody, if they could just figure out a way to truly compromise. Maybe too late. Trust them a little bit. Too more. late.
1: Too late. Polarization. It's. It's. They're too far apart now.
0: Are they though? Are because because if I'm talking to one of my friends who's say far left, and there's no there's no surprise. I'm a fairly conservative far right. But if I'm going to go talk to one of my friends who are far left. And he and I' Who's figure, far right,
1: you're far right.
0: Yeah, if I'm far right and they're far left, and, and we're sitting down at dinner. Oh okay, if we're having that conversation, we can talk it out and figure out a solution that would work for the two of us. You wouldn't. I, I think we, we, I have though. When I've sat yeah. down and we've had these conversations, you're like, all right, you can kind of come to some sort of compromise.:
1: Yeah none of us, none of us are far left or far right, though. We're like libertarian left and I'm libertarian right. so it's a different mindset. We actually try to get shit done. It's, it's yeah. not about getting shit done. Like Trump, you know, all these anti-Second Amendment people who hate guns, you know, when he banned a pump stock, did he get praise for it? No. Yeah, see? And gun control is like a hot issue. It's an issue that could bring this country to its knees. And here's Trump caving yeah. in yeah. to his, you know, supporters and caving in to the left and giving them something, you know, that, he put, that puts him in a bad position. Next time he's at the NRA meeting, I know the NRA likes to kiss ass, this and that, and they're more of a political party than an action party. But you know what? There will be people sitting down in that crowd remembering that Trump is the one who banned the pump stock.
0: Yep. I, I think a lot of people just need to start giving a little bit more credit and kind of and, and not focusing so much on all the stupid shit, you know, because realistically, he's he's done a very good job of kind of quieting shit in North Korea. As far as I know, I mean, the news isn't really reporting anything crazy going on over there. If something crazy was, I'm sure they would report it because they want to slam Trump. Uh, the right. other thing that I've absolutely hated from the news is if you read everything, every fucking article is somebody slammed somebody somebody you know oh they they, they it's, it's always has to be slammed whatever it is it's not there's yeah. no other word they need a fucking thesaurus like an eighth grade writer because the journalism is so awful it's the same three fucking buzzwords for every goddamn article i read and i'm like just can you can you give me some real goddamn news the other thing that fucking gets me what, what, what is that a symptom what is that a symptom of you think I think it's just laziness. I don't think journalism is really journalism anymore. I think they slap Why? it together so quick and just throw it out. I don't think they realize they're doing it. I think it's just one of the buzzwords right now that everybody uses, and it's kind of an accepted buzzword to show just a little bit more emphasis. It's that shit when I'm reading articles, and I'm noticing typos, or I'm noticing misspellings and shit. That person should be fucking fired. They're a journalist. Their job is to fucking print articles and print it properly. And then there's like three other people who have read and looked over that shit. And no one has been able to find that fucking spelling and mistypo, typo. But my dumb yeah. ass sitting in the middle of the country can read your fucking mistypos. Now you want me to trust you? You can't even fucking type. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I just, and, I just, that's, and that's
1: unfortunately a lot of the mainstream media. I feel like that's it. how people start in the field. Like, wow, we're not really getting any information; we're just getting biased opinion all the time.
0: <laughs> well, and that's why people are fucking finding their their news now from Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And then it scares the shit out of me because earlier this week, Mark Zuckerberg is saying, "Hey, we need the government to step up and start regulating internet companies more." Fuck you, dude. Fuck you. Hey. Cause all that Mark's is gonna become state run media, it's gonna become the new news channels, it's gonna become the new NBC, the new ABC, and I'm gonna get the same still bullshit information.
1: Well, the I think I saw something about Facebook banning white nationalist material and stuff, but what they consider they consider, you know, what's his name, that Jewish guy. Ben Shapiro, alt-right. I mean, come on, the guy's Jewish, he's obviously not a alt-right national socialist, even though Hey, the, the people who they keep calling all right are actually leftists, they're socialists, they were national socialists. The people they keep comparing the right to Nazis, but the Nazis were national socialists, you know, they're lefties, you know, Girl, they're all about working. In,
0: in the left's new world order. Jews are Nazis, okay? They don't Jews. like Jews either, yeah. Jews are the new Nazis, okay? Oh,
1: Jews are the Nazis, Jews <laughs> are the Nazis
0: in the left's new world order, the jews are the nazis. Oh. I know. I, it's it's okay. crazy. It's it's a mind trip to think about, but it's true.
1: But what gives them what gives them a reason to say that or think that? Like what has the jews done?
0: Nothing. No one's done anything. They call everybody Nazis. That's the point they They have no real some definition of what things are. It's just everybody's an asshole. everybody's against them. Everybody's trying to oppress somebody. and the truth is is that they want to find the evil in everything, even though shit works fine. They want to come in and change it because that's that's the next step. That's progressive. Let's find the next best thing, even though this thing's not broken. Let's fix it
1: there- that sounds sounds like people with a lot of time on their hands to me.
0: Well, yeah, they have a lot of time on their hands. They have a degree in English literature, and the only thing they can do is find a part time job at Starbucks. Hmm. You know, if you're if you're going into a field that makes no money, and you're taking out one hundred twenty thousand dollars in student loans, and you know that your earning potential is going to be forty three thousand dollars, well. There you go. You've just found out that you're fucking stupid. That's the first life test and you failed it. And that's how you make a communist. Yeah. Because now you're like, well, I, I fucked up. And because there's no reset button in life, can I get a do over? I want the government to take care of me. That's my do over.
1: But You don't need the government because there's a lot of jobs out there. It doesn't have to be that one you went to school for. You can take that and just have it like you finish college, put it on your wall. Yay, you finish the race line, you know, and then carry on and go work anything and build yourself up in that, you know, like you could, you could, you could get a, like most commonly here, it will be like a political science degree, but you end up not going to law school. So your Mm -hmm. political science degree don't mean shit, right? Mm-hmm. So you end up working at the hotels, but then you end up moving up because you have a degree.
0: I think you have to is- be
1: smart to survive in life. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. You know, and you know why? Because there are people that come to this country with literally nothing and within 10 years, they've achieved a lot more than this college graduate has achieved. Oh my god, 10 years I'm being too kind. Five years.
0: Yeah. Because they come here with that hunger and that want to work. And you have a lot yeah. of these people right now who their, their answer is raise the, the num- or raise the amount of minimum wage. You know, raise it to a living wage. And my answer to that is, well, you have to think of minimum wage in two different ways. Is it a living wage or is it a minimum wage? If it's a living wage, okay, then we need to reevaluate that. But I don't want to pay a living wage to a teenager in high school because they have no experience. And if you're 43, and you're going into the workforce, and you have no experience at all, well, then what the fuck have you been doing for the last 15 years? Nothing. That's not my fault. That's your fault. Go fucking find experience. You're gonna have to go work through those jobs that I've already worked through. You don't deserve to make as much as me. And what ends up happening is it pushes automation. And now they just price themselves out of the market because they're not even giving themselves time to develop because those companies are going to invest in the technology because it's cheaper to invest in that and develop that than to pay this person $16 an hour.
1: There is a lot of jobs and stuff and licenses you can get out there and make good money. That's all I'm going to say.
0: It's true. But then a lot of people don't want to take those first steps to get there.
1: Well, that's their problem. And I don't think they should be a burden on the state. They should figure it out for themselves. Oh, absolutely. And I'm, being, no. I'm being quite general right now, I shall say. But it, it, to me, it's just, it seems ridiculous when you're 22 years old and you have $120,000 or even $60,000 in student loan debt and
0: you're not doing anything. No, and you're never going to pay that That's off. a problem. Yeah. By the time no, the you're not. the interest rates kick in, you're going to just be swimming in debt yeah that's not a good thing, you know schools really should teach that, dude. Schools should really have classes out there that teach you what interest really means. Oh, hey, if you buy that coat and it's seventy dollars and you know you wanted a nice hoodie, great, it's seventy bucks. You put it on your credit card and it takes you three months to pay it. That hoodie just became a hundred and ten. How mm-hmm. Because you paid interest on it every fucking day and yeah. that and, kind of and, shit, and credit
1: card it's not it's not hard to figure out, you know. That's why if you're gonna play in the debt game and live off them or whatever, and you want to pay them back, you gotta have a plan and a limit. Don't be like the U.S. government. Well, it's something... and I'm not saying use your credit card for that, but when do emergencies do happen and you have to use them, like have a ceiling to your debt so you can keep it under control.
0: Or you know? better yet, try to save some cash and sock it away so you don't have debt to when you have an emergency. You know, or that. Yeah, that that's really the way to do it because if you're there's always gonna be an emergency. So if there's always an emergency, that means you're always in debt. Yeah. You know, but I, I think a lot of the people just don't but you ha-
1: can get out of debt though. Like that's what I'm saying. Like if you keep it under a controllable ceiling, you can get out of it, you know. Like I hear people have debt of like eighty, ninety thousand dollars, like you said earlier, hundred how do you get yourself in credit card debt that is to me credit for credit cards over fifteen thousand.
0: It shouldn't be allowed. It shouldn't be allowed. You you look at it. Like how do
1: you reach those numbers?
0: Because you're trying to keep up an appearance. But how why are they giving you that much? If this company sees that you already have a credit card for $20,000 and you're at $15,000 the limit, why are they allowed to give you another? I don't know. You know, if you've got three that are $20,000 limits and you're $15,000 in all of them and you're $45,000 in debt and your your yearly income is 60000 why are they giving yeah, you another?
1: Not good. Not good at all. <laughs> I don't know.
0: You know, and you talk to people and, you know, I, I've worked in jobs where, you know, it's retail and shit and you're you're helping people and you're like, how would you like to pay today? And they just go through every credit card in their wallet and they've got a stack of them. They've got 10 cards in there and they've just slid 10 cards and they're all declined because they've hit their limit on all of them.
1: Oh, the, well, you can tell these people are the ones who are ready to smash their credit anyway. It doesn't matter. So, but uh, <laughs> No, I don't know. I don't know why people allow themselves to to fall, you know, to to fall that far down the rabbit hole of debt. But if you know how it works and you understand it and you manage it,
0: yeah, you know, having it,
1: credit cards could be a very beneficial thing.
0: It it could, and and also you know, like a mortgage. It's something like a uh, every one percent of a mortgage uh, is going every one percent on your mortgage is twenty thousand dollars worth of interest. Yeah. Something like that. So you know, you buy a house for to make math easy. It's like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. You buy a house for like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. By the time you're done paying that house, you've paid yeah. ninety eight thousand dollars in interest.
1: Yeah, which is crazy to me. Like all this land, and we still have to pay to live. It's like who owns this it's land?
0: It's because where do you want to be? Your 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 prices are all dependent on that, dude. If you could live right on the beach, no wonder the house is fifteen million dollars. Because there everybody would want to live there.
1: I guess. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So it's just the hippie and
1: me talking from that
0: perspective but hey man we're at an hour so I uh, appreciate yep. you stepping by this week thank you so much yep. you're uh, welcome and then follow us on twitter to, at TODPodcast and then if you want email the show gmail.com. alright guys thank you so much for listening if uh, you could please share this with a friend get it out there if, if you like it go ahead and share it subscribe on somebody else's our goal is going to get to a hundred listeners over the next month and a half so it's up to you guys to get us to a hundred listeners and then here shortly we're also going to be doing about a half hour show uh, for our Patreon followers So all that's going to be coming. More details coming soon on that. Again, please follow us on Twitter and subscribe to the show. See you next week.